obsessed with the things I say. Yeah. Welcome to Real Indigenous, where these Indigenous people get real about what's on our screens and everything in between. With me tonight, bringing their thoughts, feelings, and critical minds are Candace, OCO, and Noetta, his J. Hagalai of CU Vanga Angela, and we're welcoming back Noetta, who is our resident professional reviewer who joined us for the Dark Winds episode that we dropped earlier this season. And on this episode of Real Indigenous, we're going to talk about Rutherford Falls season two. It just dropped on Peacock. It enjoyed a much better amount of marketing by NBC Uni slash Peacock. I was so happy to see that. It was great to see them on the Today Show and Late Night with Seth Meyers. And where where else did they pop up? They were on The View. Uh, well, and oh, no way! The View, yeah. Nice. Um, and then just, I think Jenna was on one, uh, was on Twitch today. I saw her on Twitch. Oh, excellent. Instagram stuff. Yeah, it's getting a lot, a lot of love from the company, which it's deserving of. And Noetta got early screeners. I've binged the, the second season. What about you, Candace? Where are you at on watching? I'm just halfway through. Uh, my fiance and I started binge watching. Once we start, we usually can't stop. But since it was a weeknight, you know, we were like, oh, dang, we can only do so many episodes <laughs> so we got up to um adirond adirondack was it adirondack oh my gosh yes yeah um <laughs> and uh we almost stopped at the episode before but i could see that he it's so funny when he gets excited it's like he's uh, it, it's just funny to see him whenever he's excited because it's, it, there's just something it looks like he's about ready to bounce or something like that but he doesn't <laughs> bounce he doesn't bounce <laughs> Uh, but I could tell he was excited because he wanted to see, we could see, he could see that it was a send up of Yellowstone. And I've, I've only seen the first episode of Yellowstone. And I decided that I don't think you're, maybe I'll give it another try in the future. But for right now, it just wasn't for me. I got annoyed. I just got very annoyed by Yellowstone. So uh, I did try it though, but I, maybe I'll try it again in the future. But I thought I'll, I'll watch a send up of it. I'll, I'll, it looks so I loved the intro. I loved, um, you know, the lawyer up. I love the big reveal when the lady takes off her her blanket and she's <laughs> wearing chunky fake turquoise or something, and she's like the lawyer, you know. And then I, I love it. I did love that. And I asked, I asked, is that how it really is? And Roy was like, yeah, it's kind of like that. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe I should give it a second shot. <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to watch Yellowstone, but I'm, yeah, I've only made a few episodes in and I'm, I'm like you, I've gotten annoyed by it, but people love that show. A lot of natives that I know. I mean, they even bring that up in Rutherford Falls. A lot of natives that we know just absolutely adore that show. Yeah. My dad, oh, my brother really likes the show and my dad tried to get into it, but much like a little bit like Reservation Dogs, my dad of a certain generation, you know, he, um, it has too many cuss words for him. The F-bomb just, <laughs> just turns him off and it just, you know. Well, we were, or actually I should say, I was listening to our season one recap, Candace, 
And in it, we kind of talked about some of the things that we hoped that we saw in the second season, including some, you know, watching Regan's star rise as Nathan's falls and seeing some of the repercussions that he faces and some seeing how she deals with success. And so I, f- I find that it's interesting after watching season two and kind of wanted to get y'all's thoughts on that, on those two topics about what we kind of wanted to see, what we were kind of hoping to see and what, how it all played out. And Noetta, <clears throat> Noetta, you want to go first? Sure. Yeah. Um, when it comes to Regan and Nathan, I kind of felt like they switched places a little bit. Um, you know, she was the one who was the historical, I guess the, the popular historical figure in the beginning, the first episode. And Nathan was just kind of put to the back and he was being the supportive friend. He was the one who was, uh, you know, making sure that he could do whatever he could to help her this time, you know, where she in season one, she was always dropping whatever she was doing to help him. So I felt like they, there was a, there was a, uh, you know, switch when it came to the roles that they were playing. And so it was really nice to see that too, because even though Reagan has, you know, has made her stand, you know, stomped her foot down and said, this is who I am, you know, with the tribe, there's still tribal members who look at her and like, um, you're not Indian enough yet, you know, so she's still pretty humble about that. And I like that. But, you know, with Nathan, he really did need to bring, be brought down a few levels and he definitely was. So uh, I just think that it's really great that instead of making him, you know, bitter and angry about it, about everything that happened, they made him really kind of take a step back and look at himself and how he was acting and how it is affecting others, you know? So I thought that was really good. Yeah, I would agree because that's how I was feeling in this, the first half that I'm watching is I was a little bit surprised. I'm not surprised by the writers, but I was surprised that we are, we seem to be watching this switch. And because the general rule of thumb in sitcoms is that the main character or the protagonist doesn't, they try to grow, but they generally fail. And that's usually what makes the sitcom funny is watching them trying to grow. And they do kind of grow by bits by bits, but eventually they don't really change. And so I was kind of surprised, but I also, I'm also living for it because I, to me, it brings back to the improvisational training, you know, where you play the yes and game. And I love how you can see Ed Helms. He, you've seen him play the protagonist. We've seen him play the protagonist, but I love how he's leaning into a supportive ensemble role. And he is able to do that because of his strong comedy. And that, to me, it's also bringing us into that kind of community mindset that communal mindset too of supporting and helping one another. And um, I'm looking, I'm so looking forward to watching the rest of the season and watching how things turn out because I honestly thought that they were going to go with, um, I thought they were going to make him run for mayor. You know, I thought, Oh, this is, this is part of the setup of the, of the second season We're we're going to make a pitfall for him, you know, and watch him fall even further and make an ass of himself, which he kind of does in the, the, the at the birthday party with <laughs> Michael gray eyes and the dirty dancing scene. <laughs> so, so, uh, that was, that was, that was beautiful. That was beautiful comedy gold and everybody's reactions was just wonderful. So yeah, I was surprised. I, I was pleasantly surprised that 
they didn't go there. They laid it out. To, and usually I think that that's how a sitcom would go. It's like, yes, I'm trying to better myself. Well, this is the way I can better myself. Wink, wink. But no, now they're pressing forward our non-binary character, you know, uh, and that's that's exciting. That's exciting to me is we're seeing Ed Helms and we're seeing Ed Helms, his character. It's like he is growing in a different direction, growing in this supportive, in a more supportive role. And yeah, I'm just looking forward to see because uh, since I'm only halfway through the season, I don't know where the the, the little it's not really a love triangle, but kind of a love triangle. I'm not sure which way Regan's going to go with um, her old journalist boyfriend or with oh, Dallas yeah. Gold too. <laughs> Nelson, <laughs> I believe is his character name, right? Yeah. Nelson. <laughs> oh gosh. Anyway, so I'm not sure where that's going to go, but I'm, you know, I was like slapping my fiance's hand because it's not too often that we get to see happy native love stories, healthy native love stories, where sometimes we wind up with someone within our community, you know, and I'm excited. I, I really feel like it's becoming, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's becoming more of an ensemble comedy and it's not focusing as much on the native component to me, just because we have followed Jesse, we are following the pregnancy and there just seems to be a little a little downplay of Terry and, you know, Terry was such a breakout star for season one. And I wonder if it wasn't deliberate on the writer's part to just kind of limit him to the one monologue with the pretendian. And I know that he, later on when we find out more, and I hate to, I don't want to give stuff away to Candace, but you know, when, when he I makes need to plug my ears, let me know, let me know. I know my ears I need to, when he makes a certain decision about the economic development of the tribe, it, it starts to me, he starts getting interesting again. I thought he was really came on strong the first couple episodes and then we kind of lost him and which is probably a good thing. And then he started coming back towards the end of the season. Cool. I don't know. What do you think, Noetta? I kind of felt like that there was more of the nativeness in the season, you know, because we're looking for a new curator and we deal with pretendians. And, you know, we're also looking at, you know, when her Aunt Sue passes away, kind of how the family deals with that, which to me wasn't so different, I guess. It, it doesn't look any different than anything I've ever seen, but I don't, I couldn't say that it's any different than any non-native has ever seen. So I can't, I don't, to me, it was very native, a very native thing, you know, family coming home and, and you know, um, having to deal, you know, coming together and having to deal with the, the arrangements, you know, and everything. But, you know, the land back episode was also very native and having to deal with the tribal bureaucracy of getting. That was a great episode. That was great. Uh, relatable. I was getting so frustrated because know. we know we our our processes at any nation isn't exactly like that, but we can, but it's not that far off. Yeah. <laughs> you look at you look at reservation dogs and what they did with IHS, you know, Rutherford Falls took it took, they took it a step further and said, Well, you know, it's not just in the hospital we have to deal with this, we have to deal with this when you know we're trying to get things done for our own selves and in, in our tribe you know it's not always that way you know there's there's some offices that are like yeah we'll help you whatever you need and then there's just some that's like uh what do you want you know <laughs> so yeah i thought that was a great episode and then of course the uh adirondack you know and having to deal with the misrepresentation in television which is something we've talked about i know people have talked about for many years and now i think they finally got an episode where people can where we can see 
see what we're talking about. And they, other people can understand finally where, where we're coming from with that. That was a big episode. I thought it was much needed. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's funny. Uh, last year after season one, um, uh, Sierra uh, or Teller Ornelas, she did a interview with Jana on Instagram and I took part in it. You know, there, there was, it was mainly native people who were in it, but I asked them, you know, what, if there's one show you could do a crossover with, which one would it be? And they both said Yellowstone, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> I saw that episode. I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that came up in Twitter. Somebody said, hey, is that supposed to be Yellowstone? And she's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yellowstone. I mean, I mean, I've watched the entire series because my mother made me watch it she was a huge fan <laughs> I have to say that there's some parts of Yellowstone that I like you know for the most part you know it, that's not a native it's not about the natives it's about the white people who live near the natives you know so so yeah but seeing I don't know there's just so many elements that of that that Adirondack episode that you know it's just not at Yellowstone it's it's all these movies that have been made in the you know, from the 20s until now that have thought, oh, well, we know what Native people look like. And they just have thrown, like when Regan sees, she goes through that table and says, this is from the Pacific Northwest. This is Diné. You know, it, that's exactly what they did. They just threw everything they knew about Native people into a table and said, okay, yeah, this is what we're going to use. So yeah, it was like, oh, that's yeah. Native. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that was hilarious. All these things that are hodgepodge. Yeah. <laughs> and then I love how Terry just went and he just made it ridiculous. He made it okay. so ridiculous. Because I, I really I would think that those um, you know, those dream catchers, they they need more um <laughs> more, bling. more bling. They need more lights, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they need to glow in the dark or something. <laughs> it's like you have to whoop really loud. <laughs> oh yeah, Terry. Oh, That's and then when US Res- Representative Davis shows up and she's like talking about it because it went viral i was like yes mm, yes <laughs> yes when sharice made a cameo yes. I was like, oh my gosh representative david yes. that was amazing yes and i have to say like so far in the halfway point that i'm at like terry's monologue about pretendians you know to that dude who's from the midwestern cherokees <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was it was so great <laughs> through her interview process and when she found uh that guy you know because uh initially initially i didn't even think they were i didn't think they were going to address that issue at all so i was like oh he sounds great there's going to be something up with him later but he sounds great and then then they just barrage us with all those those code words that we <laughs> listen to and that we hear when he's like oh i'm a you know i live between the earth and the sky and i'm you know we're nomads and we're children of the four winds and what have you and and oh i God. i love that they point out you know he says i'm from what do he say he's like algonquin and iowa descendant and of some suian and i love how everybody all the natives at the table they they're they're hearing all the red flags and so it's like the, i think regan's character says like those uh language groups are and people groups are way far away from way each far other apart. Yeah. way far apart how like how, how did, did that, that happen? happen how did that happen <laughs> and um it's funny like i'm um part of my busyness and one of the reasons i've been absent has been i've been co-teaching in an anthropology class with some young students and uh 
we talked a little, well, I won't mention the people's name here, uh, but we talked about a certain people who call themselves a tribe. And I asked the anthropologist, I said, all right, I've heard these things, but I've also heard these things. What do you think? And she's like, there's no science behind their claims. They're pretending to be who they are. If they would be more honest about it, maybe we wouldn't be, I don't know, maybe they wouldn't be so odd. But anyway, that's another thing that we deal with, but they made it hilarious and I was just cracking up. I did like that. But like I said, I don't mean this in a bad way. It's becoming an ensemble cast, mm-hmm. which I think Very is much. really important because a lot of the Mike Schurz and Sierra Ornalis's, their more successful series have been these really strong ensembles. And I think that it, that's one of the reasons it's getting this broader appeal is just because everybody's carrying their weight. And I don't mean that, again, I don't mean that in a bad way. I think everybody's really starting to shine yeah, yeah, in their yeah. roles and they're starting to find that, that character and live with it and really make it their own. And yeah, when Bobby is running for mayor, that was fantastic. Um, I would have liked to have seen more conflict with Feather. Yes. Feather Day is an amazing character that to me, I feel like, you know, those of us who kind of hang out in the artsy crowds, you always encounter a Feather Day. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Scary, big, scary native lady who's just like, "Uh uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, everything. Everything. <laughs> yeah, whatever you're looking at. Yeah. So I think we've all encountered a feather day. So when I saw her, I was like, I know that lady. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go this way now. <laughs> go to the back over here now. <laughs> I would have loved to. I mean, I really want to know the backstory between her and Terry's wife. Um, they talk about it, and this might throw some spoilers in for Candace. Oh, I'm going to close my ears. Okay. (laughs) Don't they talk about the Jazzercise studio? Yeah. um, What episode that was in her, that his wife had opened and then Feather had opened the Feather had talked bad about her and it shut down. Yeah. Yeah. So I would have loved to have heard more about that. So I'm hoping, (laughs) I'm hoping that that is a setup for next season. That'd be awesome. I have really hope they read. I can't say her name. It's it's a very it's a, it's a Mohawk name, isn't Mo- it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, I did and, an interview with somebody, and he calls her Aunt Theo. So that's the only way I know her. So, but I can't say her first name. I I feel bad. We should be able to say these names, even though we're not from those tribes. But but yeah, she's amazing. She's she's so intimidating. She's almost as intimidating as Terry, and I loved it. Yes. Um, and I think and she's, oh. she comes from Letterkenny originally mm-hmm. and then was Dear Lady. Yes. Reservation she, Dog. So Dear Lady and she was fierce and there. Like Love the minute her. we saw her on the screen, we were both like, oh, it's Dear Lady. <laughs> <laughs> and she's won all kinds of awards in Canada. Well, well-deserved. Well-deserved. She should. She's great. Good. She's I want to see more of her. Yeah, maybe we'll get an episode where she gets to teach her class. What what's the name of her class? Was it just sweat or her uh, her gym? Gym was sweat. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Sweat. <laughs> because again, another very successful native character. Yeah, and owning her own gym, you know, yeah. like that's that's a big deal. Did we meet her husband? Did she? Does she have a husband? I don't think we did. I'm pretty sure she does. They never did say, I don't think. I mean, I know she has a daughter. Which was super cute, which Candace doesn't know about. (laughs) Oh, dear. Now I know. Now I know she's got a cute daughter. That's okay. That's not too big of a spoiler alert. Yeah. You'll learn about her first thing in the next episode. (laughs) Yeah. I was 
successfully able to tune out what you had said before. So I don't know about this conflict between her and Terry's wife, or I don't know much about it, but I know now I know there, there will be one. <laughs> it probably has to do, if I had to guess, just, just to guess, it's either about Terry or it's about not winning the crown, winning Miss Indian World or something like that. That would <laughs> be my would guess. Thought, which would have been my first guess about the whole thing, which is why we need more of her backstory. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I, I just love that character. Not to spoil anything for you, Candice, but her interaction with Bobby is amazing. Oh, oh my gosh. So entertaining. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad that they should have some interaction since I hope that there's, I don't know, maybe like a debate episode or something like that. Don't don't ruin it for me. <laughs> maybe there is. Maybe there's a debate episode or maybe there's a attempted sabotage episode. I don't know. <laughs> don't don't ruin it for me. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it, it's exciting. I will say I want to see more Dallas Goldtooth and Regan WW. Oh my gosh, they're so cute together. Isn't that just such beautiful on-screen chemistry? Like and, he's and it's such so a funny. Dork. Yeah, he's such a dork. Like, and I'm so used to Dallas Goldtooth not using his normal voice. Uh-huh. You know, whether yeah. he's doing 1491s or a sketch or whether he's playing well, William Knifeman, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his dogs. I'm not used to hearing him just straight talking, you know? And so when I hear him using this voice and it's kind of even and smooth that I'm like, well, he's got, <laughs> I don't know. I know. Like, so he's like, like oh. goofy uncle get all serious. And it's like, Oh, what's going on here? I mean, it, it, it added in a layer of cuteness for me. I was like, Ooh, I like kind of geeky Indian guys. <laughs> all the aunties are gonna be all over oh yeah (laughs) he's not gonna be able to go anywhere (laughs) but yeah and i i what i would love to do what i would love to hear and i hope there's an interview somewhere is i want to hear if there was an intimacy director on board because i want to know what is it like navigating intimate scenes between native people because like I said, you know, of course, as we all know, there's not a whole lot of positive, affectionate scenes that we have examples of from film and television. So I kind of want to know what is that like choreographing that, even if it's just something as simple as as the kiss, you know, at the end of um, Lamb Back, I think it was. I want to know kind of what what goes into the thought process behind that, because I know that just as a person as Dallas, Dallas is extremely protective of his family. So uh, not to be, you know, get into all his personal business, but I'm wondering what is that, what is that like if you're on stage or on, if you're behind the scenes as an intimacy director and you're choreographing a respectful, affectionate scene, you know, that I just wonder. Yeah. I I wondered that myself just because we don't have any romantic native you know, characters out there. If there are romantic, then it's not with another native, it's with somebody else of a different race. So it's like, okay, what what does a romance look like? And I'm really glad that they're that they did bring this in and that they're that, you know, there's a possibility of a, a love triangle because, you know, whoever Regan, whatever Regan's doing. <laughs> I know. I don't want to give anything away. <laughs> but whatever she's doing, you know, this this possibility, you know, what does that look like for a native woman? Is that something that would be relatable to the native women who have been in that situation? Or is that going to be something that's brand new for future shows to to kind of play off of? So right, Candace, okay. I want you to I want you to plug up your ears again because I gotta I gotta bring this up. All right, we'll do. Okay. The whole scene of making fire between Dallas Goldtooth and Martin Sensmeyer was comedy gold. Yes. And actually Sierra said they were not acting. 
No, no, were they not? Each other. Yeah, <laughs> they were trying to outdo each other. So that's amazing. <laughs> More better. <laughs> so great. I love that scene. That was that was. <laughs> Yeah. And all the, you know, and all the condiments were just like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> the condiments. I called them the condiment gang in my review. <laughs> I didn't know what else to call. It was like, I could call them by the names they gave a bit of like, everyone does not, they're not going to remember the names. They're going to remember they were dressed as condiments. <laughs> I know. Okay. We'll let her back in. Okay. All right. I can come back. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> all right. Cool. Well, you all were having a lot of fun. <laughs> Just, yeah, that Wait. next episode for you is going to be Halloween. Oh, yeah, I'm excited. All the surprises. It's, it's a great, it's probably my favorite one of the okay. season. Okay. Well, yeah. dang, I can't wait to, I can't wait to watch it. So, I know it's so. tough. It's between that or Ander, Adirondack Adirond. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the two uh, I think that are really great. Yeah. Which, okay, Eddie Spears is Regan's brother. I was like, wait a minute, who is that? At first, because I didn't recognize him at first. And then on, then I looked it up, IMDb, and I was like, that's Eddie Spears. Eddie Spears is Regan's brother. And how long has it been since we've seen Eddie Spears in anything? I don't even know who that is. You don't know who Eddie Spears is? Why do I not know who that is? Do I, I'll look him he up. Was the, uh, at the, I guess the early 90s, along with Adam Beach, he was the, you know, the, the go-to native for, you know, some of, some of the native, the very little native films that were out there. He, right. Yeah. He, what else is he in? How do you not know who Eddie Spears I is? I don't know. Well, I'll admit, I, I didn't know him, but I recognized him. Like, I thought he looks he does look familiar, familiar, but I'm not familiar with his videography or That's, filmography. He's okay, in a lot of Westerns, that is as expected, because, you know, there was mainly, that's what was available for Native actors back then. Into the West, Bury My Heart, It Wounded Me. That's probably where I recognize him. Yeah, he was, and I saw him in Dreamkeeper, which is, I think it's a Canadian film. Oh, he was in Hell on Wheels. I auditioned for that once a million years ago. Yeah, I remember seeing him in Z Nation. I watched the one episode that they had natives. And of course, you know, they were all in a casino. Um, of course. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. By zombies, so. Yeah. Um, he's been in Yellowstone uh, and now Rutherford Falls. So those are the probably the two. Oh, he was in Sleepy Hollow for a hot minute. He was? Yeah. Wait, the TV show or the movie? The TV show, not the movie. Oh, okay. okay. I had a friend, uh, I helped audition for that. I don't remember if she got it or not. I think she got her agent from that audition, though. Oh, nice. <laughs> it looks like he's going to be really busy coming up. Good. Good for him. Yeah. Oh, he's from South Dakota. Mm-hmm. I thought, yeah, I was getting Plains vibe from him. But I was really surprised to see him. I was like, oh my gosh, they're pulling guys from you know obscurity you know from the 90s and I'm like yay I'm so happy yay. So, oh yeah where is Adam Beach he needs to be in season three know. yeah <laughs> Regan's uncle or something yeah, like that. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I will say I, I will say that I think I feel like season two was setting up a whole bunch of big stories for season three I mean primarily oh man we can't talk about it because you haven't watched all of them <laughs> sorry primarily the land mm-hmm. the, the land. economic development uh-huh. and the the mayorship so i think that yeah this season was a whole bunch of build-up and we're going to get some big payoffs in season three yay i'm excited <laughs> because one of the people that show up at the in the at the very end of this season you're just like oh dang so here we go uh-oh uh-oh <laughs> oh boy getting excited uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
I wish it wasn't a weeknight. Otherwise, I'd be like, <laughs> binge this, but we can't because we both have these projects that we have to work on through the week. <laughs> yeah, there's a, it's definitely getting down to, I don't know, it's just the buildup is, is probably one of the best parts of the last part of the season that you haven't seen yet, Candace. The buildup, you know, of course, you know, Nathan's baby is coming. Yes. It's, it's just amazing to see these characters grow the way they have. You know, yeah. I really like, you know, of course, you know, we talked about Nathan's growth, but we haven't talked about Regan's growth. You know, she's going to be testing some limits. I think she's, she's building up that courage to test some limits in the tribe. And I really like that because with a lot of tribes, things have just been done the same way for so long that nobody has really questioned them. And now we're getting to somebody who's going to be questioning things. And it's like, oh, okay. You know that maybe this will give some people courage to kind of make some policy changes within our own tribes and and to modernize things a little bit more you know and that way we can grow as a people so i think that that's kind of what they're going to do with regan i really really like that though terry <laughs> terry stepped out of his out of his box a little bit he'll step out of his box a little bit you're going to see candace what we're talking about yeah. <laughs> a whole new world for him and i, I really yeah. like that too so but i would really like to see more of renee and the kids too because i mean we got I to know. see the daughter last season and and a little bit of the son you know what are their names again jimmy and i can't remember her name but i don't know but you'll remember better than i will oh i can't remember her name maya jimmy and maya so yeah Literally like to see some of their stories shine a little bit more. Of course, you know, Nelson, we want Nelson to come back because he's, it's so weird seeing Dallas because like you said, we've seen him just as this goofy guy who, you know, speaks in this real deep res accent and just, just hilarious because for any listeners that you have that don't know, Dallas has been around, um, you know, the native communities for a long time as a member of the 1491s. And even before then, he was doing YouTube videos, doing basically the same thing, him and Bobby Wilson, who plays uh, Wayne. So it's really, I feel like Bobby is, is doing exactly the same thing he's been doing this whole time being this funny character with Wayne. But Dallas is like a complete three, 180 you know, of, of what we've seen him do before. So I really, really would love to see more of him and what he can do as an actor. So yeah, I think that's great. And it's because he's playing the love interest. Like Wayne's still, Wayne's still the goofy, goofy yeah. guy. Like, and Nelson is, but he was, he was being goofy at first, but he, I love how it is like Dallas created this whole annoying know-it-all. <laughs> 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 native mansplaining <laughs> native mansplainer <laughs> curator guy who I've met <laughs> I know that guy I know that guy and he does annoy me <laughs> I wonder how much of uh, Sierra's experience at the National Museum of the American Indian she brought Ooh. to that role yeah yeah I bet question. I bet she ran into a lot <laughs> i liked it was it was sweet though when he came to regan's rescue even though she's strong native woman you know but she was having trouble with all the the red tape but he's like you know we are married indian way (laughs) 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 oh i had to i cracked up so much of that because because it's true you know (laughs) (laughs) though normally our tribal bureaucracy doesn't usually recognize that they usually don't let that slip yeah (laughs) true (laughs) 
so are those our only new characters? Nathan um, or Nathan and Featherday and the main yeah. ones, I guess. Um, we met Regan's parents finally. Yes. And the brother. Uh, and a couple of cousins, which Adrian, Adrian, the uh, Bible thumping cousin. Oh, that oh was my really gosh. great. That, oh, was, that was so good. Like, yeah, I know that one too. <laughs> yeah, like we all, yeah. Yes, I got a cousin. Uh, Tommy Pico actually played a character named Tommy. He was the one who did the the drawing of Aunt Sue. So he's he's also been a writer on Reservation Dogs. Mm-hmm. Right, I think he's writing for Reservation Dogs. I can't remember, but yeah, he he's been a writer. From, he's been behind the scenes, and then he got to kind of get bumped up a little bit. And then you're gonna see Candace in, in the Halloween episode. Look in the you know watch it one time for for enjoyment, but then watch it again and see who you, if you recognize anybody in in the Halloween episode. There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot. <laughs> and in the ba- the background people are in that episode. So yeah. 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 Yay. Awesome. Well, and Tasma Chavez yeah. turns out to be like producer for most of the episodes, I want to say. Good for her. So yeah, she's really doing well. So lifting up that next generation of storytellers, kicking the door open and holding it open. Yeah. Yes. And Tasba, she's so cool. She's so genuine and down to earth, you know, looking forward to more stuff. She actually gets a name. She has a name. Did you know that in, in the series? Her character is now Vanessa. Oh, <laughs> Vanessa. No, she's got a name. <laughs> that is important. And of course, the um, land assignment clerk, Trisha. Oh, that's uh, Shauna Baker. Um, uh. I follow her sister on TikTok. Her sister's name is Shannon Baker. And they just got this, this look about him where he's like, oh, you don't want to mess with them. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we know those people too, who are like super, they're, they're super warm people, but sometimes when they're at work, they're at their desk, it's just like, no, there's, you have to, and it's because those of us who, I think I also feel for the tribal bureaucracy people. Cause I was one am one kind of am one still. And I feel for them because you do kind of have to have like this thing because it is, we know it's run around BS a lot of times. But a lot of times it's a lot of federal regula- regulations that we have to follow and in order to make sure that everything will be done right. And so so I could feel for I could I could feel for that character too. <laughs> so I've met that character and I feel like I have been that character. <laughs> Do you guys see any parallels? You know, since Rutherford Falls came out, then Reservation Dogs, does this season of Rutherford Falls maybe echo some of the anthology type storytelling that we saw in Reservation Dog? Or do you think it was influenced it by influenced by it in any way? I can see where there is, I mean, because each character kind of had their own their own story. Each it that was that was episodic. You know, you if you if you came into there were certain things that happened, you know, like if you came into episode three or four, that it's gonna be, oh, okay, cool. But then there's this overlaying storyline for like Regan and Nathan that you have to watch every episode to get. So, you know, I think, and that's one of the things I kind of like about how they, um, I guess, enhance these characters is that they gave them their little bitty, their, their moment to shine in, in these episodes. So, but yeah, there, but there is an overlaying storyline that you do have to, watch every episode to kind of so you don't miss anything so yeah so it's kind of both i'm not sure that i see that as of yet anthology story but maybe i again i'm only halfway through the season maybe maybe that will come later but 
so far I'm I'm not drawing any direct parallels as of yet I'm, yeah. I'm not seeing anything I was just wondering if anybody else did there is something coming that you'll kind of see it is there is something coming that's later on and it, in the episodes that you'll see that because you know we got to know a little bit about we're going to get to know a little bit about one particular you're going to get to know about one particular character that all we know about this person is their mean <laughs> so I'm not going to say which one it is but um you know it, it was just a way to enhance that character that I think that that really helps that person shine a lot more maybe it was just that one character now that I think about it <laughs> We don't really get to know, I mean, like, like, yeah, they elevate their stories a little bit, but all their stories do kind of play into the overlaying storyline. But except for that one character, that one character, she kind of, she, she does, it's Sally, she does come forward a little bit more and, and portray herself a little bit more. And you get to find out, you get to see a different side of her. And it's really nice to see. I like Mean Sally. I think she's amazing. She's, she makes me laugh, but it's also good to see a little bit of the softer side of her too. So, well, any final thoughts on Rutherford Falls season two, since we're coming up on an hour? I think that I honestly thought the season two was funnier than season one. Agreed. I felt like it definitely enhanced the show more, bringing, you know, these B characters to the forefront a little bit more. You know, you get to see a little bit more Wayne and Sally. Uh, you get to see what's that one character's name, Rayanne, a little bit more, making them more a part of the main character storyline you know putting giving getting them more involved in it, it it really does shine it lets them shine a little bit more in the spotlight and I like that I'm trying to think if there's something I can say that doesn't give anything away for the end <laughs> I don't know I'm just really interested to see how much further Terry can go you know with 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 to make sure that his that his plans everything he has planned works out that that's gonna that, be- that's a very good way to put it yes <laughs> <laughs> Because, yeah, it's going to get real interesting. And we've seen some shades of that here in Oklahoma. Back to our discussion about season one and McGirt and how the dynamics have changed with the change in reservation status. It's, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out. And I'm just excited to binge it and to finish it and to see what happens and draw some more conclusions and follow on the journey. So, yeah, I'm hoping that I see more more of Regan and Dallas, Regan and Nelson. Neld Helms' storyline with, with Deirdre is, is, is cute. So, and it's, it's sweet in a way. So I'm, I'm wondering how that will pan out with the pregnancy. And of course, Terry, I actually want to see more of Terry and Renee, and I would love to see their love story, you know, like in a flashback. Episodes. Oh, that would be fun. It's just, I mean, they were so cute when they were dancing. Oh my god, They gosh. were so cute. And I keep teasing Roy that we're going to do that. At our yes. <laughs> we're not going to probably but but i keep on like but that song i will probably have that song in our playlist you know but you know <laughs> but you know that, that's like i i just i didn't realize you know my mom loved dirty dancing so i grew up watching dirty dancing and it's so fun to and it's makes my heart happy to realize that oh my gosh other natives love dirty dancing and let me tell you the choreography that they did was the exact choreography from the movie yeah back in the day i memorized the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) yes yes and there was yeah there was even another like uh another native friend actor of mine who he only just recently saw it he's he's a little bit 
just a little bit younger than me, but he just recently saw it. And I was like, you just now saw it. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, I have all this pent up energy. <laughs> I won't say who it was. <laughs> He'll probably be like, I hate you. <laughs> but, but I was like, dude, yeah, you go- it's like one of the best movies of all time. Like, yeah, you have to do that. So anyway, if you're listening, Tazba, maybe a Terry and Renee flashback episode. Yay! <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, more na- more modern native love stories. Yes, please. Yeah, we keep talking about genres, and one of our big missing genres is romantic comedy. We don't have rom-coms. We don't have rom But our, I feel like, you know, whether we're in relationships with, with natives or even with non-natives, it's still, we will find something to laugh about. I hope. I hope, you know. <laughs> I hope if your relation, you know, <laughs> let's write a rom com. <laughs> yes, yes. write a rom com. So I've been kind of watching the press this weekend from different social media accounts. Michael Gray, I said that he and Kimberly Guerrero, who plays Renee, worked really hard and long hours on that choreography. So much that the choreographer said that. Uh, they had never seen anybody work so hard on a, on a piece. And Kimberly Guerrero said, that's because we never get the opportunity to do these kinds of things, these kinds of scenes. So that was a big step for Native people, again, uh, just because, like, like, like she said, you don't see them dancing in a modern dance. You don't see them having big birthday parties and smiling like, like they were doing, you know? And so I, I think that this show is definitely taking, giving native people that light that they need to move forward and to be seen so that they can be seen in, in roles other than Westerns. So definitely. Well, thank you everyone for joining us tonight, joining real indigenous where we talk about season two of Rutherford Falls. I think it's safe to say we have three big thumbs up for season two. Looking forward to season three, hint, hint, NBC Uni, Peacock. Want to see some big stories coming out of that, all those setups. So, and we want to thank you for listening and everybody say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Or until we meet again. And remember, we'll catch you next time. Same indigenous time, same indigenous channel. Don't just keep it real. Keep it real indigenous. <laughs> <laughs>